ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back. Yay! It's us, your friends. Uh, we are Des Moines and Dragons. A new show, Viking, premiering right now. We're going to play it in like five minutes, but we're going to check in on our cast because we've all been gone for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, you haven't heard from us in a like over a month. And uh, we've all been doing a lot of really cool things. So as per the huge, we're going to go around the table and catch up with all of our favorite friends. I'm going to start with the most attractive at the table, Tim Overton. Oh, That's wow. Right. Mm. <laughs> uh, Paul. Oh. Sorry, was that, am I coming on too strong? His little uh, no, hair no, sticking I... up around his headphones <laughs> is so cute. His little hairs. <laughs> Aww. Tim, what have you been up to, big guy? So much. It just just an incredible amount of stuff. I've been uh I started grad school. We're about five weeks in, and uh it takes up all my time. <laughs> so you've been extremely busy. Yeah, to paint a picture for people, I'm going to school in Mankato, Minnesota, and then I drive the four hours down to Iowa so that we can do these sessions. So half my week is in Minnesota, half my week is in Iowa. It's really cool that you it's still do this with us. Uh, it's really cool you guys yeah. still let me do this. Uh, hell yeah. Who else would... Who well, else you're, would do it? You're not our dwarf anymore. You're someone else. But we'll get to who you are now okay. later. Uh, cool. Thanks, Tim. You're welcome. Charity Barity. Hi. What's up? What's up? We're back. We're Across back, the baby. table. Yeah, um, we have resolved right. all of our father-child uh, <laughs> issues that we both... <laughs> have accumulated over the course of our lives. That's all fine. We've resolved them for today. <laughs> Will they ever really be resolved? Very unlikely. Child psychiatrists say no. Say no, yeah. <laughs> That's why I date older men, mom. Sorry. Oh, wow. Getting real honest oh. right away. Wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. How have you been? What have you been up to? Dude, I've been so good. Uh, literally right when we started this recording, I was like thinking about the first episode we recorded of awakening mm -hmm. and I'm and like I was I was like oh shit what was I like then and there and I'm so I'm in a completely different I'm a completely different person now than I was a little over a year ago recording the first episode of that season isn't that crazy like it's, how much change yes because you can kind of uh what's cool about these podcasts is you can there is a record of who you were yeah. at a given point yeah. in time <laughs> and it's weird to like <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, that's not a bad thing. It's just like everyone grows and, and learns yeah. more about themselves. Yeah. Just we're more public about our growth and change. Tell me about it. But I'm so glad. It sounds like uh, uh, we went to Beaverdale Fall Festival uh, together like uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I drank a ton of bush light. I drank more bush light then than I have in my entire life. Gosh, and, yeah, I, and I almost. only drank like four and a half bush lights. Um, and a couple white claws. And, mm. uh, then Paul and I had to be escorted home by our significant others and fed pizza like babies. Yep. <laughs> we ate pizza. Yeah. That wow. Is, that was, uh, that, that, that had a tone of like a, a reminder of well, something. Well, because, because we I'm extremely lactose intolerant yeah. and I, oh, you made that very clear by going, <laughs> I'm already fucked up <laughs> as you put a piece of pizza in your mouth. And Katie was like, no. And we were all like, no. And you were like, I'm all, uh, tomorrow's already fucked. So I might as well just shit. Too. You can't stop this. <laughs> Actually, it might, might've helped. Yeah. It like balances out. Just clear yeah, it all honestly. out. Yeah. In clear a way, maybe out. the alcohol and the cheese fought each other. And both like one and both yeah. and Paul lost. It was a draw. So I just need Inside to get blackout drunk whenever uh, I eat cheese. Yes. Got it. That'll make for a solved. Cool. So yeah, the next baby shower I go to is going to be lit then. <laughs> so many pillow mints <laughs> <laughs> and cheese, I guess. Oh, it's good to have you back, Charity. Oh, good to be back, back, babies. Uh, Jason yo, 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 Monroe, yo. Uh -huh. what's up, duck and Rad weave, Dad? Duck and weave, you duck and have weave. had a, everyone here has had like life-changing experiences since we've last all been on the it's horn. True. I have? <laughs> Your album? Oh yeah, I did that, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to us. Drop that, that album. Fourth album, Super Chief released it. It was fucking. We had a huge show at Woolies. Um, 
Lots of people sold a lot of stuff, got to play some of the new songs, got people into it. But then it, the album's taken off online and um, I'm actually having a hard time keeping up with the shipping, um, which is a good problem, but also yeah. sucks because I hate fucking going to the post office. So <laughs> anybody out there that wants to do Super Chiefs shipping for us. How much you paying? Ditch, ditch, nothing. I will do it. <laughs> However, we are paying in experience and s- like <laughs> exposure, like, like just sexual tension. I will literally do that. That's how it makes. That's more than I make in my j- current job. All so. right, perfect. Yeah, but how so make, anyway. <laughs> How do you anyway, make sexual tension? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I don't understand. I, why am I quivering? I'm very you know confused. So, um, yeah, but it's been, you know, the culmination of all that work to get the album out and do all that's done. And we, you know, all that was actually happening while we were prepping and doing all this stuff for the end finale show and the live and getting 515, all the stuff, all the work. It's actually been quite this of a, a banky. quite a blowout. So it's fucking feels really good to be light on the shoulders and have a fresh brain getting ready to play this new game, do this new season. That's awesome. Fucking pumped. All those, all those feelings are valid and well-earned because, uh, speaking as a, a hardcore fan of super chief and a big fan of the genre that you guys play in, it's been on repeat on my phone. Um, since you guys dropped it, it's a great, album personal favorites uh rock and roll war and uh bark at the blood moon (laughs) those tracks oh it's so good i will say if you'll allow me just to do one more stupid thing yeah yeah, yeah. the writing rock and roll war was like this thing of it was it's one of my favorite things that i've written in a long time cool and it was just like i went to the we went to the band i went i've got this thing I'm going to play it. And I just started playing it. I almost had the whole fucking thing laid out start to finish. And everybody was just sitting there kind of looking at me and I'm like, Ryan here, let's get some double time. You know, it was kind of like I had the vision. Very rarely does it happen when you have the whole thing kind of planned out. Uh huh. But also it rarely do you have that planned out? And then everybody else looks at and goes, I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. I'm on it. Yeah. And that's what it was. Everybody just leapt onto that song. Oh, it's awesome. Mind. Yeah. We fucking, it's you can so tell it, tight on it's, that record. It's a, uh, the, the album as a whole, and actually, spoiler, uh, Super Chief is going to be on an episode of Last Life. Uh, the whole band oh, <laughs> is going to... Better put out the rubber sheets. Yeah, it's... It, I can't sheets, rubber sheets, I can't whatever. wait. It's going to be weird. It's, it's going to be so much fun, and it, it will be hysterical. I'm, so I just I'm, I'm be thinking a party full of bards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Great. I'll just keep bringing in the bush lights. Yeah, you got to be the beer girl. Beer beer girl. Beer person. I'm sorry. I'm I'm older. I'm a girl. (laughs) You okay? Beer beer lady? Belady. Beer milady. (laughs) There it is. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. We're here and we're ready to play some Vikings. So, uh, dear, dear friends on the internet, uh, don't go anywhere. We will be right back with the first episode of Viking. Fuck yeah. Viking. The current year is 2510. In the past 400 years, humankind has expanded across our solar system, colonizing the moons of Jupiter, Saturn, building habitation and research stations further still out into the black. The United Colonial Confederacy has been disarmed and returned to the fold of the ubiquitous government of humanity's solar union. Though tensions still remain from a civil war that saw tens of thousands killed and hundreds of thousands more displaced. Work out past the asteroid alt is hard to come by, save for collecting bounties, terraforming and mining moons, and shipping cargo. We find our travelers aboard a medium-sized freighter called the Blue Lucy. Where they go in space is their choice. Who they befriend, betray, or battle is up to them. This is their story. The story of Viking. So we start on a black, empty screen. Green text in digital typeface comes across the center of the screen, and it says, Year... 2510. Location, Gilded Ring Colonies. Parentheses, Saturn. Moon, Callisto. 
ship. Quote, the blue Lucy, end quote. The black dissolves to see the uh, orange and yellow sphere of Saturn in the background. And a slow ship uh, pulling into view, engines burning, uh, blue, uh, their fusion drives on at the back. And we slowly zoom into a medium-sized, small to medium-sized freighter ship. It's very blocky. Um, it doesn't look aerodynamic in the slightest. <laughs> and uh, we come to view, uh, zoom in further, and we do this this uh, pan around the side of the ship, and we see Blue Lucy written in um, bright blue cursive script on the side of the ship. And the camera zooms further in to the inside of the ship now, and we see that the ship is an old rust bucket. It's got uh, haphazardly constructed panels and cables hanging inside different passageways. We've got uh, like random uh, lights that are blinking. Um, there are some lights that are lit, some that have been broken for some time. And we, we move further down this passageway and we come to a doorway that says cryo. And the camera moves inside and we see a old DOS looking green and black computer screen that flickers online, like that old CRTV click and the uh, as text scrawls across the computer screen that says defrost beginning and a percent begins from one to two to three to four then it jumps up to 35 50 75 90 100 percent defrost complete and we see uh, rows of cryo chambers in this room uh, hiss open, the lids opening sort of like uh, like, like sarcophagi lifting open and uh, the crew of the Blue Lucy lie in just their white undergarments. Um, cryosleep, it's important to be comfortable. So everyone's in their skivvies and slowly uh, uh, slowly wakes from their cryo slumber. We cut over to the pilot, Frankie. <clears throat> Frankie, uh, what does your routine look like when you wake up from a long... Uh, you've been in cryo for two and a half weeks now, so not a super long nap by any stretch of the word, but uh, you've been out for a while. Does Frankie have a routine when she wakes up from one of these? For sure. Uh, first thing she does is light a cigarette. Uh, she. Uh, so we're just in our, in our skivvies, yep. as you said. So where are our like things. Uh, yeah, maybe there's like a foot locker at the end of sure. each of your cryopods mm -hmm. because they're definitely assigned to each of you. They'll, yeah. It'll have like a name at the bottom and you probably have like a foot locker at the end of your cryopod. Sure, sure, sure. So yeah, she's up right away and just goes right to the foot locker and just flicks a, gets a cigarette rolling. It's kind of maybe sits, you sits on the foot locker kind of you're a little foggy a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It takes you a few minutes to, yeah. to come to mm -hmm. the, the, the muscle paralytics and the mm -hmm. uh, sleepy stuff to wear off. Yeah, lots of stretching. Like like a, a bird when you let them out of their cage for the first time and they just their wingspan, mm -hmm. like all the way out. Yeah. One of the engineers you know as Slim um, she's a slender uh, black woman with uh, close cropped hair, um, turns over to you and, and she says, you really smoking this early? We just woke up and you're going to poison this air with that shit. Routine's a routine, Slim. Can't, uh, can't give it up now. Uh, Boozer pipes up the chief engineer and he says, relax, Slim. <laughs> Sorry, Frankie. Another puff. Uh, Boozer looks around and he spies that uh, Captain Winger's cryopod is open and empty. He's not there. Um, he turns to you, uh, Frankie, and says, Captain already out, I guess? He's usually one of the first ones up. He doesn't like to waste time uh, sitting around these parts. 
right, right. Um, all right. Uh, uh, Slim, Guts, where's Locke? Locke? And uh, Locke, do we find you uh, kind of normal routine as everyone else, or where do we find Locke uh, waking up? So as, you know, as the crowd pods are opening, I'm, I didn't wake up before. I don't have that kind of privilege to be mm-hmm. notified of any kind of event to do that. But intentionally, as the crew is kind of hubbubbing around or whatever, I've kind of slank over the side of my, my thing and grabbed my stuff out of the, out of my, uh, my footlocker and I got dressed. And as soon as he kind of says, where's Locke? around a corner, I kind of step and I'm fully dressed and I just kind of looking at him kind of doe eyed. Oh Christ. Um, <laughs> lock, uh, get to the engine bay. Uh, do, do all the checks we need to do. Make sure everything is up and running. Very good. And you just leave. Yep. Uh, oh. uh, Boozer turns to you, Frankie. I swear that boy. <laughs> God love him. He's uh, he's got a good heart, but he doesn't know a spanner from a wrench. If you know what I'm saying, quite, know, know what I'm talking about. Know what I'm talking about. Quite the spook that one's always been. Mm-hmm. Gets the job done, I suppose. Well, Boozer stretches his arms. He says, "All right, I'm gonna head down to the engines and also uh, guts slim. Just do a check of uh, all other major systems. No hull breaches, anything like that. Make sure we're ship shape. I was assuming we're coming into port f- not too long from now. All right, and he he uh, wipes his eyes, um, grabs his coveralls, and begins getting dressed. The camera pans over to our med tech. Albert Kwong, the camera pans up from a, a nameplate at the foot of your cryopod and slowly pans up to um, an ethnically Asian man, uh, vaguely Asian man. Uh, Albert, uh, what, what is your normal like defrost routine look like? Albert just uh, lays there for a bit and tries to take in as much of the silence as long as it will last. And then as the silence breaks from people talking and cigarettes being smoked, he opens his eyes and goes about his business without saying a word to anyone. So, um, perfect. And, uh, Albert, where do we, uh, let's, we'll follow your character for a little bit. So where, where do you go? Um, you've gotten dressed, you're in your coveralls. Um, where do you head in the ship? Uh, Albert heads to the med bay where, um, he's most often found. He steps into the med bay and he reaches on a shelf and his glasses are there. He puts them on. Um, in the med bay, there is a automated system, a, uh, uh, a helper robot that's available to help with procedures and with diagnosing people. Yeah, it's, pr- it's probably like a very analog looking and maybe even it's got like a CRTV head that has a very like stupid like smiley face emoji on it yeah without looking up albert begins to speak to him warning bob and it just says uh text scrawls in front of the face good morning albert run diagnostics on cryo sleep make sure everyone's up uh you see a screen replaced by a bunch of um individual windows and each window is a different member of the crew uh rollis wengert uh Francis Mirando, Gephard Osaka, Albert Kwong, Chief Engineer Baxen Boozer, Engineer Locke, Engineer Virginia, Engineer Shana, Security Personnel, Sergeant A4, Private Timeson, Private Javier, Status, Good, Green, Bob. Acceptable. Bob, where's the captain? The captain is currently located on the bridge. Thank you, Bob. Uh... Do you want to take a second and describe what your character looks like now, Albert? Maybe we get like uh, these shots have all been like of extreme close up. So maybe we haven't gotten the full. And this is the first time the camera pulls back to see all of what Albert looks like, his demeanor, the way he carries himself. What does the camera see when it pulls back? So Albert is just head down looking at the stuff he's busying himself with. He reaches up on the shelf and takes down a box. Um, the box contains a device that is used to inject um, serums and other helpful things into people to make sure that they're healthy 
He takes the thing out of the box, quickly loads something up and shoots it into his arm, puts the box back, and then he begins about looking at his papers, which contain all of the medical records for the people on the ship to make sure that the diagnostics are in line with what their health checked out to be when they came onto the ship. Awesome. Very good. Yeah, you uh, you don't find that there are any differences between when you guys went into cryo at, uh, just before you left the... Uh, Galilean colonies. So uh, leaving the Jupiter system, heading into Saturn, you're waking up coming into Saturn, otherwise known as the Gilded Ring colonies. Um, everyone looks within tolerances and everyone looks healthy and okay. All right, Bob. Looks good. Let's go have the morning meeting, huh? Very good. And the the happy face slowly dims and uh, uh, a small text box opens up that says standby mode. We do a uh, cross cut um, over to, we'll go to engineering. So Locke, you're the first one to enter into engineering. And maybe the camera is sitting in this, we get this shot of like a uh, closed circuit security camera scene of like a camera that's kind of in the corner of a room. And we see you enter into the, uh, basically the engine room where the fusion drive is. Uh, where all the things that make the ship go are, what do we see? Uh, what do we see from that angle? No one else is in there. Um, so Locke, instead of doing any engineering duties, is standing. Kind of, there's like a there's like a mirror taped on a on a wall, kind of where like there's like uh, like a place where people kind of hang their belts and stuff. Everybody's got kind of their section where they store their gear. So if they mm -hmm. have to get down there, do an emergency to know where their tools are. Yep. Locks has a mirror kind of like taped to the wall and Locke is standing there practicing a Southern accent into the mirror and just looking at it. I'd like you to turn down the, the, <clears throat> Just, just themselves. We're gonna need to readjust the 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 coolant factor on fourteen, and um, we're gonna have to and just keeps kind of going through these different lines and and doing this accent, but then in the middle of that switches to like a different dialect and uh, starts hearing people coming down the hall and immediately turns and grabs the tools and puts the tool belt on, and then uh. Starts going through and uh, pulls out a list and starts looking at checklist stuff and then rings up uh, uh, the uh, pilot, you know, whatever the, the, what's that? The bridge. The bridge. bridge. Yep. Sir, we, um, are you ready to conduct a, a, a checklist for park, uh, for, um, uh, you know, parking with the station? Sure. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Sorry, sir. And Engineer Locke, uh, we're going to go through our pre-doc diagnostics. That's, yes. Uh, I would like to do that with you, sir. Can we do, is that okay to do? Uh, Locke, yes. Uh, here, I'm sending them over to your screen now. Just go ahead and run them. Oh, and then the screen. And, and she, uh, he just kind of drops the, this notepad and this pencil down. <laughs> and he's like, oh, of course. Pulls out the, you know, the... There's, like, some keyboard probably tucked under an old, like, CRT monitor. Yeah, just kind of pulls that forth. And then much more capable on that. Uh, just starts kind of working through this. And as, as the other two engineers walk in, he uh, Locke just kind of looks over the shoulder and at them. And it's about time. Boozer, Boozer walks in and uh, he says, uh, you talk to the captain? We're beginning pre-doc uh, pre diagnostics, sir. Good. Good. All right. Good. Uh, all right. Uh, Slim Guts, uh, are you there? He, like, goes up to a, a comm bead, which is, like, a little earpiece uh, in his ear. And uh, there, we, as the audience, don't hear reply. We just then hear Boozer say, Get down to engineering. We're doing uh, pre-doc diagnostics. We just got to make sure engines are all ship-shaped so we can send the report over to the captain. Do it now, Slim, and I don't want to hear any bitching and complaining. All right. Good good job, Locke. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Christ. Uh, he wipes 
uh, sweat from, he's constantly sweating, by the way. Boozer is a uh, relatively rotund man. Unhealthy. Unhealthy looking. Okay. He's got like rosacea on his face. Like he's got all the signs of alcoholism. <laughs> he's just like his. A fitting nickname. Yep. I mean, yes. So uh, just sweating. He, he takes a, a handkerchief from his coveralls and dots at the beads of sweat on his forehead and says, uh, all right, uh, lock, uh, go to, Watch for engine three, slim and guts going to engines one and two, and we'll make sure everything's ship shape for dock. Sound good? Yes. Great. Okay. So you can you can go. Thank you. <sighs> and we we cut uh do another diagonal uh cut um pan over to the bridge now, and we see the uh, maybe we, we've got a camera that's following behind uh, Francis as she walks over to uh, walks down the various passageways towards the bridge. Um, we watch as you enter the bridge, Frankie. So Frankie's uh, got her overalls or coveralls on, but the she doesn't have her arms through like the armholes. Instead, she's just got the top part of her overalls like hanging that's it's like tied around her waist yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's got a cigarette hanging out of her mouth and her hair she's got very long long black hair down almost to her to her butt and she enters the the bridge yep i do you want to explain that a little bit to sure me? sure yeah so uh in the bridge on like a capital ship, like maybe what we see on Star Trek, we imagine a bridge to be like this big open area with dozens of screens and dozens of chairs at various stations. The bridge aboard the Blue Lucy is not one of those bridges. Okay. Um, think like the cockpit in the Millennium Falcon, okay. but maybe a little bit uh, with a couple more co communication stations behind you, but sure. there's essentially two front seats, the pilot and the captain's chair, um, where you would manually steer the tr the ship. Mm -hmm. The ship drives itself yeah. during cryo, but when you get into places where there's other ship traffic, where there's maybe more chances for debris, oh. you want a pilot at the helm of the Blue Lucy. Sure. And there's, yeah, there's dozens and, no, there's hundreds of buttons and flashing lights and analog, like, switches, throttles and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, what does your chair look like? I imagine as a pilot, maybe you have some personal effects or sure. things that make it yours. Yeah. So I've got, uh, like a, a jacket that's on the, like the back of it that never leaves. Uh, I never wear this jacket. Uh -huh. It's just always there. And on the back of the jacket, so you can see it when you walk in, there is a pinup girl riding a missile. Cool. That's like the big, uh, embroidered emblem on the back of this jacket. This is, is important. What color hair is the pinup girl? Uh, red. Oh, 100%. I'm very okay with that. Yep. You get 100 experience. Thank you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, there's a pack of cigarettes kind of in a cup holder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh -huh. And uh, there's, there's wear and tear in this seat. Uh, but it's not, it's pretty... Like the leather is maybe like a little bit ripped and mm -hmm. you can see kind of the foam behind it. Yeah, yeah. On the on the right arm of the, there's like a, a hole where, yeah, you can see the foam, uh, but it's clearly been burned. <laughs> like a cigarette burn? So like that's where she puts her <laughs> cigarettes out is just in this uh, hole. Cool. On this, on this captain's chair or pilot's chair. Uh, there's like a, a clear butt imprint just from you know sitting sitting yeah uh it's it's pretty evident that she's been piloting this this ship for a, a little while you yeah. know a long enough uh she's got some like mardi gras beads <laughs> hanging around the like headrest yeah uh and their various colors just a couple just a couple strands yeah yeah yeah, yeah. perfect so we we see that, and then next to your chair is a very Spartan and organized and well-maintained chair of the captain's chair. Uh, you see Captain Winger in his spot, as you normally do, would expect from a defrost. He's sitting in his chair. He's got a couple 
uh, big CRT um, green and black computer screens that he's typing on, preparing shipping manifests, and um, all the stuff that he would need to prepare to enter a port of mm-hmm. a station. Does I have a question. Yeah, yeah. Does this Bob computer... Is is he everywhere? That's a good question. Or is he just is he like specific to just you? Yeah, is he just is, for is med he stuff? Alberts? He's a specialized subroutine just in okay. the med bay. Okay, cool. Does so does the like in this bridge, is there like a uh Android? <laughs> yeah, is there like a you know, something in there where he could be like Lucy? Siri, run diagnostics yeah. on something or other. Nope. No? This ship is not fancy enough not fancy to enough? Bob was probably uh, Al- Albert probably bought or yeah. brought Bob aboard cool. a virtual intelligence that might live on a ship. They're extremely ex- expensive. Yeah. yeah and- Albert uh, stole it from his university where he got his <laughs> medical degree. It was something that was going to be thrown out and he just picked it up. Awesome. Yes. Very cool. So uh, no, there's no like artificial intelligence on the ship or anything like cool. that or VI or anything. Yeah. Sweet. So we see the captain. How'd you, see the captain. how'd you sleep, Frankie? Good as always, sir. Uh, just uh, set a course for Callisto. Um, we're going to have a all-hands meeting here in a few minutes, but just uh, get everything set so we can make dock here in a few hours. She starts punching things in. Uh, where are we? Uh, we're just a few hours out from uh, one of the stations near Callisto. Uh, got a word on a job over there and... Uh, might pay pretty well. Might. Actually, it almost certainly will pay extremely well. But I don't want to get the crew's hopes up or nothing. So, it's just you and me in this bridge here, Captain. I think you and I both know that you and I both have different uh, definitions of the word extremely. We're talking a million and a half credit payout. Christ. Yeah. It's big and uh, called in a few favors. This hasn't gone wide yet. I think we're one of the only crews that know about this bounty. So it's a bounty, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well, we better uh, get ready for the morning meeting. Yeah, you you punch the coordinates in for Doc uh, Callisto. We're headed to uh, Station Gisha 2. Uh, it's one of them shithole stations uh, in orbit around Callisto. Set us up with whatever dock is the cheapest and uh, meet us down in the mess hall. Captain, I don't mean to speak out of line here, but don't you think that if you, as the captain and owner of this here fine vessel, thought if you treated it as such that maybe we wouldn't have quite the reputation that we've got? Oh, <laughs> sweet. Sweet Frankie, uh, there's a reason that I'm the captain and you're the pilot. I do all the thinking, you do all the flying. Why don't you leave those details for me, sweetie pie? Punch us into Gisha 2 and meet us in the mess hall. Got it? Got it. Great. He pushes himself up from the chair and... uh, I should also note there is no gravity on the ship, so he just pushes himself off from the seat, floats himself around in zero G, and uh, as he's leaving the bridge, he says, you know, that shit's going to kill you, right? Hope it does, Captain. Mm. And we see him disappear uh, out into the, the passageways of the ship. Uh, maybe we, we cut over to Locke, who is... Locke, you're just finishing the last bit of diagnostics on the engine, making sure that during flight, nothing happened. If anything did happen, recording it. Right. Everything was good. Okay, good. Um, get on the comm over to Boozer. Um, Mr. Boozer? Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, everything is fine. All diagnostics are passing with a, with a green check. Is there anything you need me to do? Uh, Okay, so, okay, Locke, you're going to need to go to the next screen, and I'm going to need the pressures of the different cores. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep. 
I'm sorry. No, it's, it's okay. Just okay. The pressures are looking. Everything's nominal. It, it act well. It the screen is telling me everything is nominal. Great. Thank. Wait. Hold on. Holding. Captain says for everybody to meet in the mess. So finish up with what you're doing and uh, head down to the mess. All right. Is there? Okay. Okay. We cut over to the med bay. Uh, well, I, I guess, so were you leaving the med bay then, Albert? Yep. Where were you headed to, I guess? Uh, heading to wherever the normal gathering spot is to go over the meeting. Usually would be the mess hall. Yep. So, and mess hall is a generous term to describe this space. It's literally like a small alcove with a counter, um, a microwave, some freeze-dried, just-add-water, like, meals, and um, a couple tables with four chairs at each table. Okay, so Albert has changed out of his skivvies, and he's wearing a uh, white painter overalls, and on a tattoo on his chest, you can see uh, in a circle the words, for science. Um, Albert has long blue hair, and he's unshaven. Um, he reaches into the fridge and takes out a burrito and throws it in the microwave, Nice. It it cooks for three seconds and then ding, it's done. It's it is magma lava hot. <laughs> so Albert like blows on it and some of the steam fogs up his glasses and he's just carrying it over to the the table. So you're in the mess and actually the first people to arrive into the mess for the morning meeting are the three security uh, personnel. Um, they are from the Free Company Marines and Logistics Corp. They're a private mercenary outfit that supply, we'll call them competent soldiers. Uh, most of the people that join the FCML are usually ex-cons or people that can't do anything else but hold a gun. And uh, these rough and tumble threesome enter into the mess and they're kind of jovial talking to each other. Like uh, one of them punches the other in the shoulder and they're laughing and they, they walk into the mess and they see you blowing on the burrito and they, they, they quiet up. Sergeant a four is the only one that you recognize. The other two are just these nondescript privates. He looks, you know, I'm talking about you. She knows what I'm talking about right now. now. Uh, (laughs) Sergeant a four looks at you and says, Smells good. Yeah, yeah, it does. Can I help you boys with something? You feel okay after the sleep? Yeah, yeah, sleep was good. Sleep was good. We're ready. Uh, Ready to hear what it is. Uh, Your captain brought us all the way out to this shit stain to do. (laughs) Did you ever hear the story of what happened to the last Marines we brought on here? (laughs) What? What? One of the privates speaks up. Uh, no, we haven't. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's burritos in the fridge if you want some. There, there's, like, there's this palpable silence that passes in the mess. And then we see Captain Winger like float in uh, again, zero G. Uh, if you want to walk, everyone has mag boots. Those are very common. They're just like Oh, magnets. Albert is just barefoot and kicking around, floating through. Excellent. Um, we see uh, Captain Winger like uh, float through the portal. Like he catches this awkward exchange and he looks over at you, Albert. Albert, uh, cook me up a burrito real quick before we get this shit started. Got one ready for you. Thanks. He holds up a hand to catch it. I uh, fling the plate and it slides off the plate in that direction. He, he catches it in his hand and says, thanks. Sergeant A4, your men... You guys sleep well? And they they just make casual small talk. And that happens as people filter into the mess area. Um, Unless anyone has anything specific they want to do prior, we'll just get to the captain's address to the the crew. Jesus. (laughs) Got them Bushlat burps. Bushlat. So I would just say that when, uh, you know, everybody's kind of sitting at their spots at these tables, they're doing this stuff, and Locke is kind of standing off to the side. Um, 
There's not enough chairs, so just there's definitely not enough chairs. Um, right. Actually, Chief Engineer Boozer is the only one that gets to sit down. Okay. Like, of the engineering team, everyone else is like. So I'm actually wherever the other engineers are, I'm on the opposite side, and I'm actually in a position where I'm kind of closer to the captain. Okay. Okay. Frankie almost always wears mag boots. Yeah. She is not not in, a fan of zero G. Not into the zero G. Uh, and I think she comes in after, after the security folks and after the captain who yep. asked for the burrito. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and she goes and gets in the fridge and just pulls out, uh, a little, a little container of fruit, mm-hmm. uh, maybe an apple. Yeah. There's, there's probably these like genetically enhanced, uh, yeah. apples and fruits. They're probably very expensive. Yeah. Um, and eating them is like a special treat. Uh, and is your like little container of fruit marked like Frankie's? Like it's only for you? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's mine. Cool. Uh, and she's, she still hasn't quite put herself together yet. And she goes and finds a, a spot. So it's kind of crisscross applesauce in a, in a seat waits for what's up. Excellent. I'd also like to say that I don't use the mag boots very well, but that's what I'm using. You know what One I mean? It's like a little a louder. Wall. No, but it's just like, just, it's like sloppy. Yeah. Just yeah. Sloppy. Because there's certainly, so the, the heel only, toe thing, it don't, you know, it's like, it's the way they work is that you literally like you put your heel down first to engage right. and you put pressure on your toe to disengage the magnets. Right. So people that are experienced in, in walking in zero G, like it's quite graceful, but to people right. that not accustomed to it, like maybe lock. Right. It's sort of goofy looking. Yeah, I mean, Locke maybe your is, foot Locke's gets like kind of new to the crew, and and so it's like it's just kind of kind of a mess, you know. So everyone everyone gathers round, and uh, the captain looks, and you see him do like a head count. He points and it's like, okay, all right, all right, all right. Listen up, shitbirds. We're en route to Callisto's ass stain of a rack called Gisha Two. We have a contract from an HSU bid on asset recovery. This is a bounty we're after. This one is going to be extremely dangerous. Payout, 1.5 million credits. Everyone at that is like, what? How did we get that? And you hear the engineers go, how did we get this? This doesn't make any. I know, I know, I know. I called in a few favors. And luck has it that the Blue Lucy, we got ourselves a live one. This is a big deal. Albert bangs his fist on the hull. Exactly. This is going to make, with that amount of money, we can do so much to the ship. We, we can, and of course, you will all be con- compensated. Uh, shares will be divided as usual. But this shit is for real, and we got it first, so no fuck-ups. Got it? Got it, Captain. This is one of our best paydays. One of my best paydays. And I'm not going to have any of you fuck this up for me. We could see a substantial upgrade in our living conditions and travel assets. We make dry dock in less than 24 hours. Engineers. And uh, at that, Boozer stands up. And uh, slim and guts, like kind of like stiffen to attention. And I move for into. So he's saying engineers, and then all of a sudden I'm next to him. <laughs> Great, he's like startled that you you got so close to him. <clears throat> huh. Engineers, we make dry dock in less than twenty four hours. Ship estimates eighteen hours. I want us ready in eight. Can you do that? Boozer, without skipping a beat, says, yes, Captain, right away, Captain. And he whistles his telltale whistle, and I can't whistle, so... Oh, wait. Pepper might come down here. (laughs) So, 
So he, he whistles. Of, his whistle transcends norm, normality, and there's like three persons' whistles happening. There's like three reverberated <laughs> whistles from around the ship. You know, space whistles. Yeah. That's he, it. You just put the word space in front yep. of it. That's all you need. That's going to be me this whole season. Good. Yep. This is my space gun, my space pants, my space shirt, my space apple. Space poop. Space. I got to oh, take a space shit. Have a space gun. Oh my, not yet. A gun that shoots space. <laughs> well, that's that's feasible. Yeah, I mean... It just... Are you fucking kidding me, Tim? <laughs> All right, engineering, I need you guys... The, I need you guys to get this ship ready in less than eight hours. Can you do that? And uh, everyone in engineering nods their head vigorously. Locke? It's kind of like a kind of weird, like... <laughs> Nod looking at everybody, and then all of a sudden, the nod just kind of matches, and it's a little over exaggerated. And it's like, oh, yeah, a little bit for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 I can do this. Yeah, yeah. You're dismissed. Boozer Boozer points to you three and uh, motions for you to get the fuck out of there. And so, the engineering crew, unless Locke does differently, leave the mess area to head into the engineering deck. Well, I have to kind of make my way through everybody else. So it's like these awkward, close kind of like passings and stuff, you know, as I'm trying to make these mag boots work and stuff. It's like this elbow. I elbow the pilot. I'm I'm sorry, Frankie. I just heel toe. I know. Um, And just keep kind of moving through. And yeah, so you'll get it, sugar. You just keep working at it. Yes, I will. <laughs> so, so uh, engineering leaves, and uh, <laughs> the captain, in stunned silence, continues to stare at the empty like doorway where engineering just passed through. All right, Gep, Sergeant A four, you. You all meet me in my quarters after this meeting. Frankie? Sir? Take us in manual when we're less than three hours out. I don't want any mistakes. Seriously. No mistakes. Get your shit together. Three hours out. Take us in manual. All right? Yes, Captain. You're dismissed. Don't fuck it up, Frankie. What was that? I said, don't fuck it up. Albert. Yes, Captain. I want a report of cryo and... uh, I may not need you for the uh, dry dock, so just uh, make yourselves comfortable, and if I need you, I'll get in touch with you. Are you sure I could head down, maybe? No, 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 no. I I appreciate it, but uh, anyway. Sergeant A4... Yep, my quarters, please. And he, uh, without missing a beat, just like leaves, ignores the rest of you, and just floats his way out of there, leaving Frankie and Albert. The uh, security personnel follow in closely behind. Comms officer Gephard um, follows behind them and gives you a glance. Frankie shrugs his shoulders like, "Mm, sorry, I don't know what this is about. And they leave the room, leaving you and Albert uh, in the mess. Albert um, reaches up in the kitchen and takes a thing that looks like a martini shaker. He takes the lid off and then from another container pulls out a thing that lo- clearly looks like a tea bag. Throws the tea bag in the shaker, puts the shaker up to a device that injects hot water into it without any leakage. So goes right in, you see the steam pour out, and he drinks his tea. Frankie lights up a cigarette. You know, those cause cancer. I'm aware. And that's like part of your thing. I'm sorry. I don't remember when I asked for your opinion, unnecessary member of this here ship. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. You will get cancer. And they probably need a medic guy more than they need another pilot. Well, good morning to you too, sunshine. Good morning. Drinks his tea and leaves. (laughs) Cool. So, uh... Unless there's anything specific that folks want to do, uh, lock. As we're kind of walking, I catch up. Like, so 
they were charging kind of either floating or walking down the hall. As soon as I leave the room, heel toe, heel toe, heel toe. And I catch up kind of quicker, quicker to the group. Quicklier. 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 And I say, uh, quicklier. Slim. Slim. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) Super uncomfortable calling her that nickname. (laughs) Will you, will you please double check my work? Oh, and don't, uh, don't, don't tell Boozer. Listen, Locke, uh, <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm curious. Do you think that the captain's going to appropriately share those funds? <laughs> uh, she looks around nervously like, will anyone overhear this? And, and looks at you, Locke, listen, it's. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like it's he's hoping for a large payday for himself and. It's supposed to be dangerous, right? Do you are you trained in persuasion? I absolutely am. Could you please roll persuasion for me, which is two d ten? Okay. You're making a percentile roll. Also, explain to me how Locke is a persuasive person. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, you'll see. Yeah. This. Yeah. Maybe. So. Uh, so, and this is a easy roll. So add ten percent to whatever your target number is. Okay. So, what is persuasion based off of? Uh, per, oh, I'm sorry. So persuasion intellect. For okay. Me. All right. So take your intellect. Got it. Add 10% for being trained in persuasion. Got and it. Add another 10% for being an easier check to make. Perfect. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, what? I need to do percentile die, don't I? Yes. It's a percentile roll. I'm sorry. Okay. I will have. To I did not make that figure. clear. Can you explain that to the listeners? Yeah. 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 So uh, mothership, the, the rules that we're playing, um, we're, we're using a couple homebrew rules, but the gist of it is that all of our stats are a, a, a two digit number between 10 and 90, uh, air on the lower side between 30 and 50 at the, at best. And you are rolling uh, a D100, so 2D10, and you're trying to roll under your stat. If you're trained in a particular skill, you get to add 10% to your stat. So if your intellect is 45 and you're trained in persuasion, suddenly you're rolling under a 55. And if the task is easier, add another 10 on top of that, and you have to roll under a 65. My target, num- my target number was a 59, and I rolled a 40. Perfect. So you succeed. Um, and it was Slim you were talking to, right? Correct. So she's uh, the... Uh, um, so over the past few weeks, I've joined the crew relatively recently as comparison to some of the others. And I've really just kind of immediately latched on to Slim in the perspective of like, Help me! Don't don't leave me behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think and she sees how kind of useless you are, or how you useless you portray yourself as, or how useless I am. Yeah, it does, you know whatever it is. But I've been forging this kind of relationship to protect myself. Oh yeah. And this is not an uncommon thing. However, you know the conversation is what it is. Listen, uh, Locke. I don't know how many other ships you've run with before this one, but uh, Captain Treats, he may not respect what we do very much, but he he compensates us pretty fairly. I wouldn't worry about your shares, but, you know, it's an awful lot of money we're talking about, so. Well, I'm more worried about why it costs so much. Yeah, well, what could we be, who are we after that's a, Million five credits. He asked to speak with the Marines. Listen, uh, Locke, all all this stuff is is uh, it's above you're, us. You're right. I just I just really need your help. I need to make sure that I don't fuck up the pneumatics again. Yeah, of course. Just stick with me, okay? I'll take care of you. Thank you. You're a good friend. You, you too, Locke. You too. Yeah. Uh, here, actually, let me show you. I'll follow me. Uh, grab, uh, grab your meta tool and the uh, uh, calipers, and we'll we'll double check the engine fusion output. Okay. That sounds good. Great. All right. And then, 
maybe we cut over to do you, is there anything else in that scene that you wanted to do? No, okay. That's a good. So let's uh if if there's nothing else that anyone wants to do, I'm gonna fast forward us to approaching Gisha 2. So at this point, diagnostics have all been done. The engines are all sound. Uh, basically, in order to dock, you need to prove to the station that your ship is not going to explode. Because you can imagine if you had dozens of spaceships coming into your port every hour, if one of them, like, if something happened, that would be a big fucking deal. So it's very right. important that engineering has, like, documentation to prove that the ship is ship shape enough to enter port and not be a problem. That's what Locke and engineering has been doing. So in order to do those tests, do we actually have to flare up the engines and do some different things? Or do we just have to prove them like some metrics on like some sort of data thing that we can send? You tell them? me. You tell so, me. Okay. So I'm like, I look at, at, at Slim and I look at Boozer and I say, I'd really like, to, can I please talk to, to Frankie? I'd like, I would like to do the test with her. Uh, yeah. Y'all, y'all, Frankie, this is, this here's Locke, and I've got a, we're ready to do the engine flare test to make sure that we don't blow this here station up. I'm curious if you're ready. <laughs> All right. This is Locke, by the way. I'm, Frankie, are you ready to do the test? Are you saying this over like? Yeah, I'm calming you. Yeah, oh, okay. over, oh. over comms, yeah. So everyone has like a little um, headset earpiece thing that would be like. Sure. Not quite AirPod size. Maybe they're yeah. like the wraparound. But anyway, yeah, you hear that over comms. Uh, whatever accent you're trying to portray <laughs> better not be a fucking joke. Mark. I've been, no, I've been practicing. Uh, I've been, pra I've been, I've been practicing because I feel you, like you. I'm giving you shit, Spook. I'll oh, in a minute. I hope it's, are you ready? Yes, Locke. All right. Well, we're ready for the test then. Y'all, y'all, y'all sit tight, right? Is that how? Oh, my goodness. Christ. <laughs> All right. So ba these tests are basically like you, you put the engines on slow, full burn to make sure that nothing leaks or explodes. You, you just actually, why don't you describe what the test looks like? I don't want to. Sure. Yeah, we just kind of go through like any uh any uh like scenario that could, you know, we go really fast for a minute and then we go really slow for a minute mm -hmm. and then we turn on all the lights and make sure all the lights work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, just Oh, for make sure, sure cuz you would no want like, you know, I mean, space mm -hmm. is dark and you would need to be well illuminated to make sure you don't right. run into shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. So you you report back to Locke that the tests all went Everything reports good? Yes. <laughs> so we're good? Then? Oh, I, I'm, I just, I really like the way you sound. Thanks, Locke. Uh, tests are clear. We're, we should be ready to, we should be clear to enter the dock when we approach. And you... So you hear hey, Boozer? They say that it clicks off. I'm like telling that I'm like you know reporting back as if the, Boozer yeah, can't hear yeah, what right, you're exactly, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah perfect. Yeah, yeah. Captain turns to you, Frankie. That boy is uh, he's one of the weirder ones we've picked up. What are your What are your thoughts on him? I think that he's going to be a a fine match to this here crew. We've all got quirks. We've all got our things about us. Wouldn't you agree, Captain? I guess, but that boy's like a... F he's a few fusion drives short of a hypership, if you know what I mean. I, I do know what you're mean. I you do know, know what you mean. Do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're talking about a there, spaceship. Captain. spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, them spaceships. Um, yeah. He may need a little uh, uh extra attention. You know, uh, Frankie, if you pretended to be a woman for a little bit, like didn't act so gross all the time. Do you? I'm sorry, Captain. Is there a problem with I'm the way just, that I've been I'm just acting? Just fucking with you. It's fine. How far out are we? 
About 45 minutes. <sighs> Jesus. All right. Everything sounds good. Um, all right. Hey, can I bum one of those from you? Are you sure you can handle these? Oh, come on. All right. Well. It's just a big payday, all right? I haven't seen... Blue Lucy hasn't seen this kind of work ever. The fact that we got picked out of the lottery to take this gig is pretty good. Picked out of the lottery? I thought you said you turned in some favors. Well, I mean, we increased our odds of success. I uh, bribed a fuckle... A fuckle? I bribed a couple... <laughs> Fraud! I bribed a fuckle of morons down at the HSU uh, bounty office. Haven't we all bribed a couple of fuckles? <laughs> I'm not... You know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> we just hear Albert in the background. Yes. yes. <laughs> it was like elbow deep in like some science experiment. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Cam, uh, again, I don't mean to speak out of line here, but you've mentioned a couple of times how big this payday is going to be for the Blue Lucy, and I'm just wondering. Uh, You'll be taken care of, Frankie. That's not what I was getting at, Captain. Now, if you wouldn't interrupt me, what exactly are we after? Or who exactly are we after? That's a... It's not a small price. You said it was going to be dangerous. You know, I as much as I like the kid, we've got people like Locke on board, and do you really think that we're the right crew for this job? Frankie, well, first of all, we'll be fine, Okay. We've got Sergeant A4 has assured me that he's got all the tools necessary to handle the job that we've been given. I'm sure Sergeant A4 is accurately prepared. <laughs> the the target we're after is a he's a defector from the war. Which one? He's a he's he's a defector from well, he he was on the HSU side when the colonies split. He defected. He's been missing. Apparently, comms traffic picked him up. He got reported in. So we're coming to look to find a, a traitor for the Humanity Solar Union. And you think this is a good idea because... Because they're paying us more money than any job we've taken in the last year, Frankie. All right, you're right, you're right. Christ, I just... Well, I don't... No, you you know what, you're right. You just, you gotta separate yourself from the job. That's right. Sergeant A4 and his men are going to be the ones finding this person, okay? We're all going to sit aboard the ship. We're on transport duty as far as I'm concerned. Officer Geppard has assured me that we've got good intel and that the sergeant and his men will take care of the dirty work. We're just going to collect a payment, all right? I wouldn't let anything happen to this ship or the crew. Right. <laughs> I know how that sounded, but I'm serious. Like, I couldn't fly I, I couldn't fly this rust bucket. You're only, you're the only pilot dumb enough to fly this stupid thing. Could you say that just a little bit closer to my ear, the captain? You know how much you you saying something like that makes me feel. You're the only pilot dumb enough mm. to fly this rust bucket, Frankie. All right, we're approaching this here, Doc. You want to saddle up? Great. Yeah, he adjusts himself in the chair and he straps himself into his into his seat. He pulls down a. Uh, like an like a CB radio like microphone that will announce to the speakers across the ship. All right, everybody, uh, get to your positions. We're going to be hitting station Gisha two here in thirty minutes. So get yourself secured and locked down before then. Captain Gap out. Captain Winger out. And he puts the. The walkie back on the receiver. <sighs> All right, Frankie, take us in. Frankie, 
while she was talking to the captain, she was sitting like sideways in their, her chair with her legs over the arm, smoking a cigarette. So now she swings her legs around forward and kind of settles in to you know, to steer this this here ship. This here ship. This here ship into Geisha Two. So we the the camera begins to zoom further out. In in the uh, in the way that we entered into the ship, the camera does this weird uh, retract, almost like a rewind, where it follows the exact same path. It passes through the empty cryo chamber, passes through the hull plating. The ship becomes very large. We go over the um, blue cursive script of Blue Lucy further back, and now we see that the ship is much closer to the main body of Saturn. It takes up most of the background and we see a little small dot in the background uh, and flashing green and blue lights around it that denote a docking station and the camera zooms back further Saturn becomes smaller and eventually it fades to black and that ladies and gentlemen is where we're going to take a quick break. The end of part one, episode one, brand new game. Mm, 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 mm. Same friends, new game. We'll be right back with more Viking. Viking. So don't go anywhere. Striking Viking. Uh. Nice. <laughs> 